is taken from Ezekiel 37, 1 to 14. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by, my, by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with the skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattle, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Ezekiel saw a vision. It was a spirit who brought him uh, to this vision, and he was uh, taken down in the middle of valley, and then he saw a whole bunch of uh, dry bones. Um, it is kind of horrific uh, scene. Uh, in the valley, there's full of dry bones. Uh, it is a vision. And then he realized that that dry bones represented the condition of the Israelites. When you, uh, when you see uh, Ezekiel, he was taken into captivity, Babylonian captivity. Uh, Israel was destroyed by Babylon. And then they took all the Edites into captivity and Ezekiel was part of that people who were taken. So they lost the country, they lost the religion, they lost their God, they lost, they lost their temple, they lost their worship. In all that, they lost 
hope. The people live in Babylon without much hope. But today, Ezekiel is telling us, I saw dry bones, but in the whole process, Ezekiel found hope in the Spirit of God. Only in the Spirit of God, Ezekiel could find the hope. This is what Ezekiel said at the end of the vision. I'll put my spirit within you and you will come alive. You shall live. He saw the dry bones, but when the spirit came upon the dry bones, somehow the dry bones came alive. That's what the Spirit does. The Spirit makes our lives come alive. Spirit is ruah in Hebrew. It is wind, breath, life. So when the Spirit comes to us, it makes our soul, spirit, and our whole existence, whole self come alive. You know, modern life is great. Life has become so easy and so convenient. I can't believe that in this small device called cell phone, there are more than 100 books. Can you believe there are more than 100 books uh, in this small device? I carry them all everywhere. If I had to carry 100 books with me, <laughs> that would be pretty tough. And these days, I do most of my reading from the phone. Uh, I can't read book anymore. It's a too small, letters are so small, too dark. That phone gives really good view. So most of my reading, I do it. Most of my study, I do it with this. And sometimes I even write sermons on my phone. It is very, modern life is comfortable and convenient. But even though my life has become so comfortable and convenient, I cannot say necessarily that made our life more fulfilling. Are we more fulfilling than those people who lived 50 years ago? I can't confidently say that. Not necessarily. Our life is much, much more, much, much different from the people who lived 50 years ago, but fulfillment of life? Are we much, much better in terms of sense of fulfillment with your life? I'm not quite sure on that. But still, modern life is obsessed with convenience. Not much interested in enrichment of life. Even though we have so much, so many things to make our lives already very comfortable and convenient, we are looking for more comfort and more convenience. But we are not much interested in the deep enrichment 
of life. Modern life provides us with fun and pleasure, but we become more and more estranged from ourselves, separated from ourselves. We do not know what our heart desire is. We do not know who we are. And sometimes we don't even care who we are. We do not know our own emptiness and hollowness. Modern life constantly makes us distracted, makes us do a lot of things, so we don't even think about our own emptiness and hollowness. We have deep, empty space, but we don't even look at it. We don't have time to look at it. We are so we just made ourselves distracted so that we maybe we don't need to look at our own hollowness, emptiness, because it's scary to see uh, how empty uh, we can uh, become. We learn not to see it, and we learn to forget it. So we, are, we live just doing what we are supposed to do. There is no such thing as self-discovery. And I, I, I wonder to myself, how can you truly enjoy your life when you don't know yourself? How can you truly enjoy your life when you don't see what's going on in your heart? How can anybody be fully satisfied when you don't feel about yourself? Sometimes when I look at people, including myself, we have become numb. We have become desensitized. We do a whole lot of things, but nothing makes us come alive. Yes, I'm living. I'm alive. We don't... Uh, yeah, another day. I just uh, do this and that. Yeah, yeah. I have to make a living another day. There's no such thing as, yes, good life. Even though we did not lose our country, we are losing ourselves. Even though we were not uh, taken into captivity, we have become prisoner of ourselves. We have become like dry bones. My friends, I think we need to find our own spirituality. I need to find my own spirituality. Real spirituality. Not religiosity. I'm not much interested in religiosity. It's good, but I think that's very different from spirituality. I think we need to really find our own spirituality and cultivate it. We need to find the spirit that makes us alive. And then a lot of people don't do much to cultivate their spirituality, even though we know that spirituality is important, we say that it's important, but we don't do anything 
about cultivating our own spirituality. Then you become just ha habit of living like that. Not much of not much sense of fulfillment and enrichment. Enrichment. Oh my goodness! I don't have many years to live. Uh, I'm 57. The rest of my life, I'm not gonna just do a lot of things and just let it pass. I wanna live fulfillment. Every moment of life, I want really and experience fulfillment. Today is the day of Pentecost. As a Christian, we are celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit. My friends, without the Holy Spirit, the Christianity can never break through persecutions and hardships they went through. You know, when Jesus taught them, they didn't understand till the end, until they received the Holy Spirit, only then they experienced the power and courage. And then with that power and courage, they were able to break through hardships, persecutions, and difficulties. Christianity did not just come about. If the Holy Spirit did not come, I don't think there, was a, uh, uh, there could be any uh, Christianity. These mundane, weak, vulnerable disciples, the Holy Spirit came down upon them, and they, all of a sudden they became very, very strengthened, and then they went, persevered, and then they broke through the hardships and persecutions and difficulties. That's why we have Christianity now. The Spirit was with them, and the Spirit strengthened them, and the Spirit gave them the life force to go forth through the storm. I do believe that still, that same Spirit will strengthen you, gives you courage so that you can break through the storm. You can be quite strong people with the help of the Spirit. This is what St. Paul said. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, and God who searched the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know, all, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God who are called according to His purpose. The Spirit helps us. Spirit intercedes us. Interceding mean, mean, meaning praying. When you are vulnerable, when you are not able to do anything, it is the Spirit who prays for you who is with you, who intercedes uh, for you. God gave us the Spirit. We are not orphans. We are not alone. You do not serve God alone. If you serve God alone, you'll be tired. You'll be exhausted. There's so much you can do as a human being. But when you're filled with Spirit, then you can do so much more. Christianity is not about what I do. Christianity is about what Spirit does within me. This is what our Lord Jesus said. 
And I'll ask the Father. And I'll ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. You know Him because He abides with you and He will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming to you. This is a promise of Spirit. As He left the earth, He left the Spirit with us. We don't see Spirit. The world cannot receive the Spirit, but we believers of Jesus Christ, they receive the Spirit. The Spirit abides with us and within us. Now the Spirit is given to not just few individuals who have spiritual experiences. The Spirit is given to all of us who believe. And then with that Spirit, you can do amazing things with that Spirit. More than what Jesus did. All his life, Jesus did everything with the help of the Spirit. He didn't do it by himself. It's not that Jesus was a special person and he could do all these things. Jesus completely depended on the Spirit and Spirit helped him do all those things. And that same Spirit is given to us and will be able to do what Jesus did. And even more. This is what Jesus said. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do great, greater works than these. Think about it. You will do greater things than Jesus did. What Jesus did. That's what Jesus said. You know, I have this nagging voice within me that we are not doing as well as we are supposed to. We could do much better, but somehow we are settled with mediocre, 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 how do you say that? Mediocrity, yeah. We're just settled with mediocrity because we are so used to mediocrity and instead of doing all the way, going all the way, we're just settled with the mediocrity. In other words, we ourselves are the stumbling block. Jesus said we can do more than what he did. You have a great potential. You have great gifts and talents, but somehow you're paralyzed. You're limited. Your thinking is limited. When your thinking is limited, your life becomes limited. Whether you, uh, with your work or with your uh, life, with your uh, performance, everything, you're just limited. What spirit does is just opens up, expands you, brings you out so that you can live full potential. That's what spirit does. Cultivating the spirituality is very simple. Be always in the spirit. When you listen to the sermon, 
Listen in spirit, otherwise you won't understand. When I preach this uh, sermon, I preach in spirit. I'm aware of spirit right here with me. Take time to be in the spirit. Discipline yourselves to be always conscious of the spirit in you. Every day, take even 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Be conscious in the spirit. Just sit there and enjoy the presence of the spirit. When you read, read in spirit. When you work, work in spirit. When you talk, when you think, think in spirit. All of a sudden, you will come alive. Your life will be expanded. The Spirit will, will open your eyes and lead you into the truth. And the Spirit will awaken your soul. And the Spirit will give you the courage that defeats your fear. Fear is one of the biggest stumbling blocks we all have. But the Spirit will fight off that fear that paralyzes you and then gives you the courage. The Spirit will enliven your soul and you will feel deeply satisfied and experience the full riches of your life. By ourselves, we have no choice but to become lonely, empty, and hollow. But with the Spirit, will feel enriched. Everything comes alive. Black and white becomes color. I forgot that commercial. Black and white becomes with the spirit or drink, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like this. With the spirit, our life comes alive. When the spirit touches our lives, everything comes alive. And I realized that not necessarily the Spirit changes your circumstances. The Spirit does not change your circumstances. But Spirit changes you so that your attitude, the way you see your circumstances become very different. The early disciples, when they received the Spirit, their life was not necessarily easier. The same persecution was there. But they were able to change because they were changed. The way they look at uh, their, their circumstances and the way they look at their persecution changed. They had courage. They had strength to persevere. And they persevered through. This year's theme is Journey to Fullness. You can never have journey to fullness on your own. You can only have journey to fullness with the Spirit. So, my friends, give it a try. Give it a try. Give fully yourself in the power of the Spirit. Let Spirit do the amazing work through yourself and through your life and see how big you can become. 
stretch your boundary. Stretch your boundary. Don't limit yourself with the boundary that you set up. Break it. Stretch it and see how far you can go. See how deep you can get. If you're a writer, stretch yourself. Be a creative writer. If you're a musician, stretch yourself. You're a businessman, stretch yourself. You're a teacher, stretch yourself. Be creative with your teaching. Whatever you do, what God wants from you is for you to live out the full potential that God has stored for you. I'd like to invite uh, you to sing with me. We'll have moments of prayer, silence, and just let the Spirit come upon you, or let the Spirit within you come alive, and may the Spirit truly make our existence come alive.